Mr. Hacks in the building with the shades on. How are you doing, man? I'm I'm doing well, thank you, brother. How about you? I'm doing I'm doing fantastic. Better now. Uh, yeah, it's I'm really excited because I I've seen you doing your thing uh, all across uh, Twitter. I've been in your Discord for a bit as well, and and I love the I love the energy that you bring to the space. So. I was really happy that you said yes. Appreciate yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, appreciate that. How'd you get started? How'd you get here? Okay, uh, so I'll give you like long story short. Uh, no, you can you can keep it long, <laughs> man. I have all night for you. <laughs> I've I've been I've been in crypto since since as long as I can remember. Um, I think I was maybe like fifteen at the time when my friend was telling me about it because he actually used to buy stuff off Silk Road, so. Yeah, got into Bitcoin like super early, like in the sense, and from there kind of just, you know how things go, (laughs) you know how it goes. Mm. Uh, So yeah, after that, really, I didn't really like get into NFTs till two years ago. Um, And also I couldn't afford much Bitcoin at the time because I was very, very young. Uh, So it's kind of like Mm. watching on the sidelines, learning, um, I would say, you know, but buying a little bit, but paper handing every time just because, you know, Mm -hmm. got in super early. But yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. Uh, from there, past two years, I've kind of been working on just community building. I used to be a streamer before, so I've actually been familiar with like managing mm-hmm. discords, managing communities and all that good stuff. Yeah, I think in 2016, I used to have a discord server with about maybe like 8,000 or 9,000 members, I believe. Um, and I used to be sponsored by uh, Nexon, Tencent and Perlabis at the time. So just through um, my sponsors, I was able to kind of, you could say, get an audience or a bigger audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from that, you know, uh, people would come into the Discord, we'd be gaming, we'd be voice chatting. Uh, so yeah, just got really familiar with that type of vibe. And I feel like when mm-hmm. NFTs came around, it was like I was already kind of doing that stuff. Um, so it was just, uh, it felt natural, I would say. Well, it felt natural. Uh, so wow, that's yeah, really cool. from, from there, I actually started uh, as a market analyst in Cyber Snails and then in the Habibi server with Ramo. Yeah, just uh, due to like f- maybe feeling, um, you could say, uh, underpaid. I was very underpaid in Cyber Snails. I was getting that uh, <laughs> 0.15 ETH a month that they were giving me. And I was basically like managing the oh. whole server. The whole community was like basically under my hands almost, right? Uh, so yeah, uh, people were asking like, why, why don't you just make your own server? Why don't you just make your own server? And the answer was, I just wasn't ready to launch a project. So I was still working mm-hmm. on a roadmap at the time. And I knew what I wanted to make because I know what I'm into. Like you could just tell by the Bob Marley shirt, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm all about the music and just like stoner vibes, positive energy, love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, it, it took me a while to really figure out the roadmap, how I wanted uh, to put it on the blockchain. What were the utilities that I had in mind? Uh, getting all the partners and the collaborations in, in, in place too. Uh, so yeah, it was quite the journey, but almost one year after being in Cyber Snails and the Habibis, you know, like I already had a community, you could say, and like people who knew me and just like, you know, knew I had a, like a decent reputation in the space. Um, so from there, that's where we started almost one year ago. Uh, actually, it'll be a year and a few weeks. Uh, we started the Alpha Gang server. Uh, it was a free mint. It was a free mint, the Genesis collection. And yeah, it, it was mainly just honestly, like my friends, my community, the people that uh, I came across through my Web3 ventures, I would say. 
and yeah, yeah, that, that's what that's a quick intro story from there. <laughs> that's really cool. How do you how do you get from the streamer to market analyst to community? Like, how did you how did you learn those skills? How did how did they translate into each other? Like I said, I was I was managing a Discord with about eight thousand people in it. And I would mainly be in the voice chat or just texting them, you know, like while gaming, right? Because I used to play a lot of mm. MMORPGs essentially is what they were. Um, that's actually how I got the name Hex, right? Um, it was mm. through my my clan. Uh, whenever, like, it, I, all the games I played would be PvP. So whenever um, we'd play, like, they, they'd call me a hacker. So uh, essentially, everybody thought I was hacking the game because I could, like, uh, basically infinite combo just by timing things really well uh or like you know skill chaining you could say uh so yeah that's, that's how i got the name uh but yeah just through that and just through like you know uh, winning a few tournaments right getting sponsored uh i was able to kind of build that reputation for myself uh as a gamer and as a streamer um i had a youtube channel actually uh, it's still there, but it's just I just don't post on it anymore. But yeah, it used to get about like maybe thirty thousand, forty thousand views per video on on some of the good ones. So it, it wasn't bad, and uh, it was good exposure. And actually, through that, I was selling uh, digital collectibles, all kinds of drop shipping back then because I was uh, maybe sixteen, seventeen at the time when I had just started all of this. Uh, so I paid myself through university through my bachelor's degree in psychology and then eventually through my master's while doing uh drop shipping had a part-time job as well actually but yeah always been in the digital space you could say always been you know, kind of in the gaming space discord um and uh seo and just online sales dude it's insane because yeah. you're you and i were not that like i'm 30 years old i don't know how how old you are probably i'm, if I'm turning different. i'm turning like 20 seven and one 18 days (laughs) you're 27 you're three years younger than me but i feel like you hit that spot in where all social media and all everything virtual just absolutely blew up like i got facebook when i was 16 you must have got it when you were 13 or 12 yeah exactly and like it makes the whole difference because you were born into it and and you were able to like obviously capture the opportunities that it had and it and it yeah. like it seems to have prepared you for this yeah 100 percent, man honestly if, if i wasn't like an avid gamer and just so used to discord and messaging people all the time like i wouldn't be able to do what i do i'm working like literally sometimes 18 19 hours a day in the discord and just with the oh, i see you <laughs> um so yeah yeah exactly and the pings non-stop right always announcements announcements yeah. uh so yeah we're always doing something in the gang and that's how I, I like it lively i like it like that there's always something to do uh because we kind of think of it as our home base right we have we know exactly mm. what's minting we have the calendars we have the trackers and uh you know we, we have all the members from all these different blue chip projects that are just discussing alpha knowledge and sharing the web three opportunities out there right but we're, we're not an alpha group we're actually like a musical nft collection uh so we make our own music as alpha gang we make our own productions our own beats um mm. everything is fully original uh, all of our art is hand drawn as well that's how we're actually able to use like uh similarities between the artists right we, we don't name them the artist's name but there's always the similarities in the looks right and that's uh because we use a fair use disclaimer um and all of our arts hand drawn original made 
That's awesome. So how does it how does it all come together? What's the what's the yeah. plan? Because you you're it, it is named Alpha Gang, and and there yeah. is some solid alpha. I've seen I've seen For you sure. make quite a few. Like I'm I'm in two two different groups right now, and I just ended up here because I like the people behind them. Like I'm I'm only in your Discord because I like your vibe, and I'm not even Appreciate like them. actively participating because I'm building my own stuff, so I don't really have the time. Sure. But sure. it's the only reason. And you have a that other guy. He's coming up with stuff, and it's like few but huge moves. But you're like coming at it with consistency, and and every day there are there are uh, there are wins. Like, how does that happen? How do you sure. how did you get to this place? Um, honestly, I would say it's a network, right? Like, um, I have a lot of people who share information with me, and then there's also like 20 other shot callers in the server, right? So it's just it's basically. Uh, power numbers you could say right the more eyes that you have scanning the markets and analyzing stuff uh, the more successful you'll be and the more opportunities that you'll catch uh, for example there's um, DTK crypto I'm not sure if you're familiar with him but he's actually one of our partners and uh, mm -hmm. we kind of have we kind of have like you could say information relay between the two servers happening at all times so Uh, even between different uh, alpha communities, uh, we, we get like their information and then they, they have my wallets tracked. So um, it basically, we're, we're just a big collective, right? No matter, even if we're kind of divided by these different collections or passes or whatever you want to call them, uh, we still work together across different communities. And within the community, we just have so many talented shot callers who are always trading, right? Because that's what they do for a living. Just like mm -hmm. myself, they're full-time traders. Um, yeah, it's honestly just having those eyes always out there, right? Whether it's a community member, whether it's a shot caller, whether it's a staff member, whether it's a partner from another project. Uh, I've had Alpha given to me from basically just about everyone, right? Mm. From friends to advisors to other part, uh, other founders, other projects. And yeah, like I don't really try to focus too much on that. I actually mainly focus on the crypto side myself. I don't know if you've seen our crypto yeah. channel. Uh, but th yeah, yeah, that's usually what because that's what I do for a living, right? I'm mainly a leverage, like a futures trader. Um, so yeah, NFTs I can do it for fun, uh, just to build the communities. I, I hold a lot of shit to zero, bro. Like I don't always sell stuff. You know, some sometimes I'll flip, right? If it's profitable and you know, like there isn't a community, it's just all hype. Yeah, I'll definitely mm -hmm. sell it. But other than that, like if there's a community, if there's something strong. I like to get to know those people, right? Because those connections mm -hmm. kind of mean more to me than just, you know, 0.03 or yeah, 0.04 ETH or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, so, um, yeah, mainly we're, we're a trading group, right? We're a trading group. Uh, but yeah, what I usually tell people, or if you look at the OpenSea description, for example, we're hip-hop and artist-themed musical NFT collection with trading utilities, right? So what are trading utilities? It's the alpha, it's the bots, it's the nodes, it's the analytical tools, right? So... Um, but why did we pick this theme? Well, it's because it actually brings a lot of Web2 people in. Like you could actually just randomly hop into one of our spaces and you'll see that there's like random musicians who know nothing about NFTs, nothing about mm. crypto. And this was my whole vision of bridging Web2 and Web3. Because when I first started, I, I wish I had, like when I was coming just from Web2, I wish I had like a community like that that could actually help me out, look for my benefit, just, you know, somewhere where I felt like I could vibe and not maybe fall as as victim to as many scams or, yeah. drugs or just bad projects, right? So uh, that was my whole vision behind it. I was hoping to have art that attracts, you know, the musicians, the Web2 people, the people who are into celebrities, who are into the music. Um, and uh, that that's actually the, the case. Like a lot of people in Alpha Gang, they're brand new to NFTs. They're brand new to trading, right? And they're just looking for somewhere to start. And that's actually like 
what we are. We're a very great starting community for new traders coming into Web three. Honestly, i I've been I've been I've been in crypto for a while myself, and i i it would be hard for me to imagine a better a better place for people to start. Uh, I mean, I'm not i I have a project, and we have an amazing community, and it would also be <laughs> a great place to start. I don't want them to listen to this and think like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what about us?" So yeah, that is a very good place to start. But your your project is uh, your your community is as well. Like there's there's true empathy, and there's true like people do seem to care about each other. And how did you? How does that happen? How did you make sure that because now it's you and it's 20 other shot callers and it's mm-hmm. probably yeah. moderators like there's there's a bunch of people. How do you how did you instill that? We started as a community focused project, right? Like it was a free mint. I wasn't doing it for the mint, like for the mint funds or the money, right? It was mm-hmm. a free mint and all the royalties went back. I was actually paying $2000 on my credit card every month before I made a single dollar of Alpha Gang just to actually like fund the project, right? Um so um, you, you know, they, they knew that I had good intentions in mind. They knew mm-hmm. that the other co-founders, the Low brother, uh, the Lou brothers, sorry, uh, they're actually the triplets from the movie Pacific Rim. Um, they're Canadian. What the fuck? Movies. Yeah, yeah. So they're very, very well connected. That's cool. uh, they're, they're very well connected in the space. It's actually how we were able to get so many partnerships, right? Where, where you have the most partnerships through Alphabot, like in, in all of Web3, right? So um, sick. That's definitely through them because they have a lot of connections. I'm 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 well connected in this space, but they're very well connected in Web two, right? Because they're millionaires, they're celebrities. They've worked with Jackie Chan, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> like all these big names. So yeah, um, it's a different game. Yeah, when we first started, they actually had a little celebrity agency. They were able to bring a couple of celebrities into Alpha Gang. Uh, so many founders of like so many different hype projects were minting uh, our OG free mint and holding like imaginary ones. The founders they minted Alpha mm. Gang, um, uh, PXN, their founders Nano Pass, and the whole Phantom Network that they, they minted Alpha Gang. Right, That's so crazy. Uh, right from the start, as a free mint, before we even minted, we got. 50 imaginary ones whitelist when like every single group in the space is like mm. fighting and trying to get them and uh, this is how we're able to do it it's just because us as founders we're very well connected in the space and people respect us because they know that we're not cash hungry we're, we're not just yeah. trying to get people's ETH and that we're actually just trying to establish ourselves and make a name for ourselves on Web3 uh, because uh, that is what we're doing right like the Lou Brothers and they know they don't get it right back yeah, yeah. and it's, it's not even just about getting it right back I think for them, it's mainly like they see it as a new space and they want to make a name for themselves in the space, right? They want to mm-hmm. kind of like establish, cement themselves in the space as, uh, you know, as credible people who are yeah. into Web3. Yeah. And, and it helps when you make those networks because a- after that, everything becomes easy, right? You just get handed stuff almost because it's about like who you know and uh, you just... Yeah, absolutely. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it takes a it takes a little bit. It took me so long to to figure this out. To be to be honest, I, I and even with my previous previous business, I always thought that if you build a cool product, the people will naturally come to you. And I, it was kind of a naive, overly optimistic way to look at things. And then you realize that it's oh man, when I I I Loki laughed a little bit when people were saying your network is your net worth because it, it seems such a very simplistic cliche. way. Yeah. yeah, it does. It really does. Sure. It, it, it sounds so simplistic. And especially because it's said in the context of like, uh, if you watch the people around you, um, if they're worth 5 million, then, then you're yeah. set yeah, up. If you're, if not, For sure. but the, the, the truth is if you 
want to start a business, if you want to get a good opportunities, if you want to do anything good in the world, you need to surround yourself with people uh, who share your values, who themselves can help, can help you set up. Like you, you need to help. It does take a fucking village. Yeah, for sure. This is, this is actually like a very basic principle of social psychology that you're referring to. It's like you, you are the sum of the five people that you hang around mm. with the most. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is a little bit cliche, but at the same time, like if you surround yourself with positive energy, people who work hard, who are go-getters, you're more likely to, to be like them, right? Because you're just associating yourself with them and spending yeah. so much time with them. Uh, you're in the same environment and just presented the same opportunities as them. Um, so so it, it is definitely true. When you, when you surround yourself with hard workers, you yourself are more likely to become a hard worker. Because that, mm-hmm. that's, all, that's all it comes down to at the end, right? If, if you put the time in, you put the commitment in, and you put your mind to something, and you don't just keep repeating the same stupid mistakes, hoping that the result's going to be mm-hmm. different, right? You actually like try to strategize, you plan things out. Yeah. Um, th- then, yeah, it's just... It's, it's usually tends to be the nature of things, right? It's like a hard work is rewarded. So, sometimes it's slept on, but eventually it'll be rewarded. And uh, as you said earlier, right? Like in this space, it's very, it's an attention economy, right? So it's really an attention economy. So even you, if you're building an amazing product, even if you have so, so much utility, like people will still sleep on you for a picture of a rock, right? Like that, that, that's just how it is. Absolutely. That's just how it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Zagabon tweeted a few days ago about pay attention to how attention pays. And it's like, it sounds like a joke, but when you think about it for a few minutes, it starts to make a lot of sense. And and it is the it is the nature of our world. And Web3 is just that almost physical rule yeah. on steroids. Because it's, there, it's, it, you're going to say it's, it's, it's a culture of just instant it's the culture mm. of instant gratification that's all i wanted to it say like, that irks me sometimes because right? it's really like nobody understands the delay of gratification in web3 like very little people yeah do. very little do you think they'll win do you think we'll win because i'm a hundred percent delay gratification i'll i'll yeah. work for something for ages i'll yeah. keep investing but it's and it's fucked me over a few times yeah. like yeah. do you we think that eventually when it mat- matures we had we had our time honestly we had our time like back in the early days right when everybody was just diamond handing everything but you don't see that happen anymore because a lot of people kind of realize the consequences of that so even if they were diamond hands now they tend to flip more and um nobody wants to hold everybody wants to stay liquid especially when the market was as uncertain as it was last year with the price of ethereum and the price of bitcoin right uh people people don't want to hold on because they they don't want uh even if their nft doesn't dump they don't want the price of ETH to dump therefore the floor price Mm -hmm. to dump so it's getting really hard honestly it's getting really hard we'd need to see a lot more adoption happening and we'd need to see a lot a lot less rugs happening Uh, i'm truly convinced Mm -hmm. until we stop like minting open editions uh, for 2.2 million and just letting the founder go buy a Jeep two, two days later while the floor <laughs> price is at a quarter of a the cost, right? You, you yeah. get where I'm going with this, right? Like yeah. until, shit, until shit like that stop happens, we're just going to keep getting punished, bro, because it's, mm. it's flipper culture. It's flipper culture. The, pro- the projects aren't actually really building anything. And even when they are, it takes too, too long to deliver that when they finally do, people are disappointed and they dump. Look at Doodles yeah. right now, right? Like Genesis, Duplicator, it's it's gone to shit. Uh, yeah. And it's because uh, th- that's what happens. You have high expectations and then it leads up to disappointment. Yeah, and, and because speculation thrives on, well, speculation, because you're speculating about what they're going to do. And as long as you don't know what they're going to do, you still have, 
like I think Artifact is is such a great example of that, and and they they've they've just like taken slaps after slap, like slap yeah, after slap, sure. and and sure. it's, and it's sad, but it's sad. I think it. I think honestly, I, I think they'll come out on top, not just because I'm wearing a clone X right now. Yeah. I, I I genuinely I genuinely believe that they're gonna that they're gonna come out way way yeah. way on top because they're they're looking way beyond the oh my god uh 50 50 uh 20 uh floor price dump yeah no for sure it's it's a long-term play like anything that's you know blue chip status in a sense right like nike's involved right and they, they've already mm. rich, like artifacts already established themselves in the space like countless times with m multiple mm -hmm. drops so um With those, I usually actually buy into the FUD like I did with the clone, right? Yeah. Uh, because it usually What's does make clone? good entries. It usually does make good entries, bro, right? Like yeah. to get that clone for seven and a half, you would have never got that if it wasn't for the FUD, right? If it wasn't for the incidents that took place. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, just uh, I, I don't sleep on projects that have delivered in the past, projects that I know are capable of delivering. Mm -hmm. And everybody's going to mess up, bro. Like no, nobody's perfect. Not, not a single project can go their yeah. entire Web3 experience without making at least one mistake that upsets at least 10% of the holders. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's bound to happen. So And it's and it's better. It's better because you, you honestly, if anything, it reinforces the the strength of the people who stay holders. Yeah. It's, it's a shakeout. There's a loyalty. Sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. It, it weeds out the weak hands. And uh, at the same time, It makes for good volume, and at the same time, like it, it does strengthen the community because the people who actually stay, they want to stay. They're not just there because their bags are pumping or because the floor price keeps going up. You know, like they're yeah. they're there because they they find something of value. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh But man, as, I, I'm, as I'm, we were saying, sorry, just to go back before we totally get started, yeah. as you were saying about <laughs> speculation, that, that that's what drives all of these pumps, bro. Like it's it's 100 mm. speculation, right? Always. It, that, that's the thing. We're, we're in a very greedy space where speculation literally determines value. Because mm. when you see those people sweeping 12, 13, that's when floors actually start to move. And all those people are doing are speculating that the price is going to go up. So they ape in and they go in with mass, right? Like they go in with yeah. 10K, 15K, 20K sweeps, all based on a speculative airdrop, on a, on a speculative NFT that's coming, on a whitelist that they might get, right? So that, that speculation creates greed, which in terms creates volume. Yeah. And, and it all is because... We're a bunch of retail investors who don't know anything about what we're doing, basically, <laughs> like ninety-five percent. Yeah, because yeah. because a lot of us are are degening, and we're hoping to make that 10x, that 5x return, right? Because mm -hmm. it happens a lot, and it happens every day in NFTs, right? You can literally 5x within 20 minutes if you just get in the right yeah. play, right? So right play, right time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I think it's all of us go through the phases you go you go slowly from a degen to a, to an investor even when i got started I, i've said this i don't know how many times but i i got into it in 2017 and at that point i'd already been like doing forex for like a couple of years i'd played a bunch of of online poker and so i knew about due diligence and i knew about like keeping your emotions in check and staying like yeah. playing the mental game and and yeah. having a strict mental uh bankroll management but then you see the crazy valuations like turning 5k into 45 in what four weeks yeah for sure through the acos and and it just it, it drives you crazy and then you forget for everything sure. and then everything dies down and that's when you're like okay you know what 
not going to repeat it the next let cycle. Me, let I'm, me humble myself again. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to learn the lesson. Hundred percent, and that, that's how it goes, right? So it's a game of psychology. Like that's all trading is. Honestly, at the end of the day, especially when you're trading against other people, it's it's a battle of the minds, right? So it's a psychology game. Um. So yeah, I am a clinical psychologist by trade. Um, mm. I actually was working as a clinical psychologist up till last year. Uh, that's when I decided to quit because I was basically losing money to go to work, right? Especially during mm. the bull market. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. losing money to go to work I just, just through one mint, like uh, GNSS, right? Uh, mm. they, 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 just because they had some connections to Artifact, right? At the time, yeah. I was able to mint 20 of them, right? So 10 on each wallet, two wallets. I was able to mint 20 of them for 0.3 ETH each, and they got up to 1.3 ETH within one day. So literally within a day, I've, I've 5x my money. And it wasn't like a small amount of money. It was like you, you go from 6 ETH to, you know, like over 26 ETH, right? So it's it's a huge, a huge profit margin. And you, you can only do that in the bull run, right? You can only do that if you know how to trade, if you know how to gas work, because that, that was a very limited drop. Like everybody was trying to go for it, um, and most people weren't successful, right? So. Um, we, we try to teach our community stuff like that to prepare them. So even when the bear market was here, we'd still be trying to teach them stuff for the boat. Like even with the alpha gang mystery drop with the red boxes, there was a little mm. bit of a gas war for that. But I set it up that way because I want them to practice. I want them to get used to gas wars. So when the bull market comes, they're actually able to make those really big plays. Yeah, it's actually one of the things that I was that I was thinking about because I haven't spent enough time that I know the full scope of, of everything that you do and how you do it. And, and then there's calling alpha, Telling people, hey, like this is a cool opportunity, and then there's teaching people how to invest, how to take profit, how to manage your bankroll. How much, how much emphasis do you guys put on that? Yeah, for sure. Also, uh, I I don't manage anybody's assets. I'm not a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. I never claim to make anybody rich. I don't tell people, hey, join Alpha Gang. You're gonna make ten ETH, fifteen ETH. People have done it. People have done it. People do it every day, almost. But mm-hmm. like, not every day. But in the bull run, they did it every day, literally. Like people were printing ETH. Uh, but that's not what we pitch Alpha Gang as, right? Where we're yeah. a musical NFT collection with trader utilities, and we just have a really strong trading community, like a, a a lot of good traders, and you can learn from these good traders, right? And a lot of them, a lot of them are willing to teach you stuff. Uh, so, feed me for uh, myself, for example, I mainly uh, host live streams in the Discord about crypto trading, leverage trading, and then I also, um, you know, we'll, we'll do a little breakdown of uh, IC tools, NFT nerds, all these different tools, and just teach them about how they can actually analyze floors, sell walls. Uh, and stuff like that with NFTs. But yeah, obviously, like I'll, I'll tell them, like, get this whitelist. You know, this might be a good opportunity. It's just presenting Web3 opportunities. Like, get this whitelist. Keep an eye on this collection. It might move, you know, stuff mm. like that. Mainly, I'm more focused on the community building side, the crypto trading side, uh, and the education side, which is either live streams or and just the vibes. simple. Yeah, yeah, vibes, of course. <laughs> and um, yeah, mo- most of what I do, honestly, is kind of like, uh, I'll prepare little psychology tricks, right? It's kind of like a, you could say it's like a, like a fire alarm or like a fire drill, right? So I'll post like yeah. a web hook in our, in our announcements and I'll troll them, right? I'll be like, you know, like the I person who, yeah, <laughs> exactly. fucking hilarious. Yeah. So I'll yeah. do things like that just to get them like, don't, don't interact with web hooks, right? And then I'll give them another option and be like, you know what? I'll give you guys another chance. Just scan this barcode. And then they, they, they fall for it. They vote, let's scan this barcode. I'm like, no, never scan barcodes, right? So it's again, another lesson. And I just try to find different fun ways to kind of incorporate this for the new people that are coming in where they're still having a laugh, but they're learning something, right? So um, 
essentially uh, like what alpha gang is it's just an embodiment of web3 to be honest we have the gamers we have the musicians we have the rappers the freestylers uh we have the traders the dgens like everything bro we're a very welcome encompassing community we have 50 year olds we have 16 year olds we, we don't care bro you're here to trade you're here to have fun with nfts you're here to learn about crypto right just ma manage your own risk we always tell them manage your own risk uh and you know like yes we might even give them an exit or we might give them a stop loss for example when mm. we're crypto trading i always tell them only trade with five percent of your total portfolio never risk more than that right so we do give them some advice mm. for risk management uh but we're not like um a portfolio manager in terms of like i'm gonna tag you and tell you dump make sure you sell like that, that's up to you right we give suggested exits we give suggested entries but you're free to follow whatever you want to follow at the end of the day and most importantly you're not just there to make money. You're there because you want to be part of the community. You have some uh, value to offer back to the community, right? Because uh, we, we give a lot of value to our community. So if you're in our community, we hope to get some value back from you, even if it's just positivity and good energy and good vibes, right? So that's kind of how that's we uh, build the community. Yeah. It's and, such uh, a good I'm very balance. Active. Yeah, I'm very active <laughs> in the community too. So that definitely helps, right? That's the uh, euphemism it, yeah. of the century. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it definitely helps build a strong community when they see like that the founder is active and he's friendly because mm -hmm. that's a, that's that's almost like an example, like a role model. You could say for them to shadow, right? Because if 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 they see the founder being an ass, he's being a jerk, he's being very down and negative all the time, then the community is probably not gonna vibe too well with yeah. that, right? When they actually and if he's not there, you feel cheated as well in some way because exactly, you feel like yeah. you bought into something for one person, and mm -hmm. and yeah, and they're not for there. Sure. It's really for cool because sure. that's such a what you're describing is a is a very important balance and what I think most Western uh, nations have got wrong where citizens have kind of become babies of yeah. like you're showed the way you've, t you're told what you need to do. You you're told that you need to study, that you need to get that job, that you need to do all of these things. And, and then when something bad happens, you're not really equipped um, yeah. in yeah. how to deal with it. But it's uh it's really cool that you're that you're mindful of this and that uh that you're actually putting them through the drill. Honestly, when I saw the webhook thing, I, I, I yeah, I laughed a little bit. It was it was a genius it was a genius learning experience. <laughs> for, for sure. Well we're always thinking of just like fun ways to kind of in, engage with the community and actually provide value back to them, right? That's the most important part. Like if you're gonna hold my project, if you're gonna be part of our community, I wanna be able to offer you value. Otherwise, why are you holding this JPEG? Why are you holding this MP4 file or whatever it is, right? Um, so yeah, de definitely. We're, we're, we've always been since the first day, community focused, community driven. And uh, our main goal at the end of the day is to offer value and utilities, mass utilities, mass value to all of our holders and uh, to, to actually allow them to, express themselves whether it's artistically musically uh no matter how they no matter what value they can bring to the gang and help us just be a community we're accepting of it so we have people making mm. memes we have people making fan art we have people making music we have people rapping we have people freestyling producing beats right it's just all, all these different talents coming together and it's like hey this is the value i can bring so uh, I want to bring some value to the community. Let me share this with you guys. And all of us do this, the whole, the whole staff team, and sometimes just community members, right? They're, they're willing mm -hmm. to share. Uh, so yeah, it, it just makes for a very like intrinsically rewarding experience, right? You, you don't do it just because of a, uh, an, uh, like an outer reward. It feels self-rewarding yeah. on its own. Yeah, that's, it's amazing. You're, there, there's a couple of things that I want to touch base on in here, but one of them is, like what makes an organization, what makes a business is 
the, the, the values of the people that make it up. And that's easier said than done usually because you, you usually do need a very strong business case. But in your case, it's like you have these values that you're one of your biggest assets is yourself because you're extremely vocal. You're extremely present. You have a good energy. You have good vibes that people uh, resonate with. And so it's, it, it does make it easier for, for to, to build something around, sure. but you, you the, are the, the main, sorry, the, the most important part, I think isn't just all of that, but it's, it's to be relatable. I think the community wants to feel like they can relate to a founder and not that just he's behind some, you know, like he's building in the background all the time. Cause, cause that's, that's bullshit, bro. You can build, you can uh, be present at the same time, even if it's just little bits of time, you don't need to disappear for six months. You don't need to not tweet for six months, right? Like no, nobody's building that hard where they can't grab their phone mm -hmm. and just send a, a tweet that takes two seconds. Right. So um, it, it is about that balance again at the same time. Uh, but, but it's also like, if you're building a project, if you're, if you're doing something in this space, you have to be passionate about it. And if you're passionate about it, you're, you're not neglecting your community, right? Like th that's the first thing that actually makes the project is the community, mm. right? Without the NFT holders, yeah. why is there There's the nothing. NFTs? Mm. Exactly. So I feel like a lot, a lot more projects, especially coming in from Web2, they, they, for, they neglect this. They forget, to, you know, they, they bring in the, the allure, right? Of like the VCs, the, the big spenders, the investors, uh, but but they for, they forget to nourish and they neglect their community, so they're left with nothing at the end other than flippers or um, people who, you know, they, they just bought in hopes that their investment to, would go up, and they don't care at all what happens in the server yeah. or what happens with that brand, right? So yeah, the, all the strong communities that I've seen, honestly, with like NFTs, um, you know, they say it's like the community is the main utility, like Azuki, the community is the main utility, right? Uh, it's sad, but it's true. You know, like the, these, these founders could be doing a lot more. Don't get me wrong. These founders should be doing so much more, especially the type of funding that they have. Uh, but yeah. it, it's true. It's true. They have a strong community and it's just because the community came together. So it doesn't matter what the founder does because the community is just so united. The community is just so, so strong. And, uh, it obviously helps because all their bags are going up. Right. And so it's hard yeah. to tell. Sometimes the line gets a little bit construed. Right. So. Uh, it's a whole chicken and the egg thing. Where yeah, where exactly. where did it start? Did did it start with For the sure. like the community got here because of the because of the founders? No, it's it, it is really really interesting, and and that's that's where we are. I think in our cycle, we're we're in a place where you. I, I don't know if this will still be the case in ten or fifteen years because at some point you have to build a business. I I love, like I love what I see from Mizuki, and I. I I, I gotta say, like the 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 community itself is so is so inviting, and and you kind of want to be a part of it, and, and really I look vocal. forward to what they do. They're, they're very so vocal, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but in, yeah, in so, a good way, not in a sure, in your yeah. face, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, no, they're they're good vibes. They're good vibes. Um, mainly, what upsets me, to be honest, like when I see these big projects that get so much funding with like so much royalties on second day, it's not envy. I honestly, it's it's not like I wish I had this for my project, but it's just I don't see them building as hard or actually offering as much utilities or as, as value as anybody else because they don't have to because they simply don't have to. You know what I mean? Like they they don't have to offer value or utilities to compete because they can just release an airdrop and based on speculation, pump everybody's bags, right? Because when, when they're releasing an airdrop, most of the time, these airdrops don't really have much value. They could be just at PFP, but other parties who FOMO in because the Genesis is at a high floor, 
So now all the bag, uh, all the holders get their bags pumped, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I don't have a problem necessarily with this airdrop utility, uh, but it, it is, it is essentially just dumping on other people. Like that, that's all it is. You're creating something out of nothing. You're giving it to your holders, uh, unless unless it has actual value, and it's. But but most of the time they'll release it just like speculation, right? It's just like speculation here. There might be an airdrop. You're gonna get a dark Kazuki, right? And it just leaves like room for things to happen magically happen right um yeah i definitely think we're still early like just to summarize it to keep it short we're, we're still super super early and like the, the space is is not ready to see uh a change in uh you know the the top 100 nft market caps like the top 100 coins in the space crypto coins they're all actually building something or they already have built something or they've provided some kind of value to the space or the blockchain or whatever it is. But with, with NFT projects, it's not like that at all, right? It's not like that. They don't have to offer any value. They don't have to create anything new. Uh, you know, Azuki's right to fame was that they made the 721A, but that, that wasn't even accurate, right? That, that was like a copy contract from another. So uh, essentially, essentially, it's like we're, we're super early and Right now, the people who are like made it is people who made it back in the bull run, and now they're just kind of maintaining their floors, right? It's the blue chips. Yeah, very competitive space and very speculative space, and uh, it's it's really like investment, you know, driven. So obviously, collections who do happen to have uh, high floor airdrops and all of these. Uh, coins that they give to their holders that they can make millions of, right? Like th- those are obviously going to be the projects that thrive. But unfortunately, those projects tend to kind of be more Ponzi-nomic driven, right? You, you, like you, you understand where I'm going with this? It's like the holders are incentivized through the financial gains that they make. Uh, but when you actually strip it down to the psychological principles of how they're operating the project, it, it's very similar to a Ponzi, right? Like uh, it's, it's, it is. Sadly, but it's truth. You need to, in order to, there's a lot of truth in what you're saying, and I can get behind uh, pretty much most of it. Um, there's there's different timeframes. Like it's like in crypto, when you're trading, you're looking at it on the one minute and then on 15 and then on the hour to kind of validate and validate your hypothesis. And for this, it's, it's a little bit similar because you're, Azuki, I think from what I'm getting from it, from my what my gut is telling me, I think they're going to wrap it up nicely. I think that what they're doing is actually weaving a story using NFTs, using their um, their, their community in order to do it, and and I think they're going to do sure. something great with their IP. Um, it, it's not one of those that I. Yeah, 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 and great art, and and they have they seem to have smart minds within the team and they seem to have smart minds in their community who they actually, who they listen to. And so I, that's, that's what, um, that's one of the parts that's, that makes NFT such an interesting asset class is it's, it's not just a financial asset. It's a lot more. And you're actually storytelling has never been a more important role in a marketing strategy for a brand than it is with NFTs. For sure. 100% because at the end of the day, it's a digital asset, right? And you don't Mm want to just be selling a digital asset without a story. Um, So uh, for sure, I I totally agree with that. No, I'm not trying to FUD Azuki or anything, but Mm. I I just think like... (laughs) They'd be hard to FUD anyway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. You you can't FUD them. Right now. Their IP is undeniably great, right? They have an amazing Mm. IP. Same same with Board Ape, same with clones. They have have an amazing IP and you can't deny that. Even Doodles, they had an amazing IP. They just lost their community, right? So... Um, 
For sure. And there's definitely always going to be room for that. And there's definitely always going to be space for that. I just like to see these IP projects mm. deliver more because there's so much that you can do on the blockchain and they have so much capital and uh, funds raised. Uh, the, the sky is the limit really for them. But unfortunately, we don't see that, right? We, we just see mm. some more art. We just see some more airdrops uh, when we could be seeing a lot more, right? Like maybe I'm being a little bit greedy, but I think the founders there are being more greedy, you know, because they have a lot of funds to play with that they could do a lot for the community with. Yeah, I think it's also a little bit scary right now to deliver because look at what happens. Artifact is trying to do it and they're delivering dope stuff and, and the response is just not there because expectations are high, liquidity is low. And so you're you're just kind yeah. of throwing awesome stuff into the into the wind. So I, I I I'd agree with you. I'd love to see more from these people, but yeah. like being a being a like from the entrepreneur founder perspective, I get it. Take your time if you got to take it. Come out with the at the right time. For honestly, right now they've been up until now they've been timing. Uh, I'm talking about Azuki now, but they've been timing everything so perfectly, and I think that's what uh, Board Apes have done and Yuga have done so well as well. Like the timing of every single thing they've put out was just. Absolutely on point. For sure. And, and they really pay attention to market conditions, right? They, they don't mm. drop something when volume is completely dead. And even when it is, they're the center of attention. So they're, they're sucking all that volume anyways, right? So yeah, um, uh, yeah no, they're, there's that, they're definitely smart. Like both teams are mm. definitely very, very intelligent. They know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, again, me personally, just because I'm a founder and I know how much I've delivered with such little yeah. things. I'm thinking like how much I could actually deliver with mm. that amount of funds. And, and it's just insane, right? It's insane. Like they, they, they don't give even 1% back of what they made to their community, which is yeah. a shame, which is a shame because that, that's, that's their, their bread and butter. The community is the reason they have those high floors. The community is the reason that the, they're getting exposure every day through PFPs, through all these people marketing them basically for free, right? Dude, you're absolutely preaching to the choir. I, I resonate with this so much. I am the same where I don't make it if my community doesn't make it. I, I launched uh, I launched my project. Um, we had a couple launches uh, in November and, and, and then in March, which were great conditions short term, but like midterm, everything just got blasted off yeah, in, in sure. June. I didn't cash out anything. I didn't cash yeah. out anything because I don't feel like if my community hasn't made it with me. I'm not going to make it. And then I'm going to suck yeah. it up until we all make it together. And so I, this resonates with me so much. And I think it's, did you ever hear about Ethelian? Ethelian? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so. so, so if I had, I personally had high hopes because the, the founder seemed very, she was very vocal. She called herself a builder and all of that. And she, got people into the project and made a lot of money for herself was flaunting it in, in ways that were uh, borderline. And then at some point they were like, okay, uh, we're going to abandon this and just move to something else in a way that a lot of people felt um, alienated. And yeah. I think, so she got a lot of heat for it. And, and I think it, it was a good example of like, what you guys are doing is not two, three. It's not Web three. It's it's Web two point two. You're you're just using Web three tech in order to extract extract value, value. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that's not. I think the future of what we're doing the 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 projects that will have 
obliterated everyone else on the market in, in 10, 15 years have, will have got it well and will have given va- a lot of value back to their existing. Yeah, companies. 100%. They're actually using the blockchain uh, properly. They're using it to you know, make these token-gated communities, token-gated utilities actually offer kind of, you could say, memberships, right? You could mm-hmm. see oh, even, even in these blue chips, you could see it as prestigious memberships, right, to these clubs, these yeah. fancy clubs, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, we're just super early in the space. Like, mm-hmm. we barely scratched the surface of what you can actually do with a smart contract of the types of utilities that you can offer to a community yeah. with a token, right? Um, like j- just today, we released token gated music videos for our community. You need to mm-hmm. connect your wallet to a page, sign the message, and then you can actually download all the contents. You can download the beat, you can download the video, right? So um, <laughs> it, there's just so much cool stuff that you can do for your community using the blockchain. But unfortunately, people just, you know, it's like, okay, they're, they're images. Like, uh, and, then, and then actually a most recent AMA that I was in, like someone compared it to they're rocks, the rocks that you keep in your wallet. And sometimes they go up in value, you know, but as long as we keep that mentality, as long as we're just seen as rocks that sometimes go up in value based on speculation, like we're not going to have the advancement. We're not going to have the mass adoption. We're not going to have the people coming in from web two to web three, right? Because we're just going to keep that stigma that surrounds NFT of these founders who come into the space, suck a bunch of money. They don't deliver shit. And then they live these outlandish lives where they're literally spending the community's money on like all types of substances. And uh, Lord knows, what right so um yeah we these guys aren't rock stars like why why are we supporting their drug addictions why are we supporting their fancy lifestyles when they haven't done anything for us it's just that us as dgens we're just like so we want that instant gratification we want to mint their projects so we can flip it for money so we give them money to use someone else's as exit liquidity while they still get to keep their money and it's, it's just it's a whole mess it's a whole mess like uh, we need we need the space to change. Honestly, and I'm I'm a very yeah. big preacher of that. Like every time we get into these discussions, I actually get heated because I'm passionate. About yeah, I can this, tell. Because right? I'm passionate tell. about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it pisses me off. It pisses me off when I, when I see someone just like running with 2.2 million and not doing shit for the space because that's just liquidity gone out of the space. And like people ask why are bags dumping? Well, bro, our bags are dumping because we keep funding and sh- minting shitty projects that rug us. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like. Um, it's just liquidity leaving the space that most often won't come back in because those people are now scarred. Those people got liquidated. Those people lost their life savings, right? They're not going to come back to NFTs. They're going to tell everybody else the NFTs are a scam that I lost all my money. And it's just going to keep that negative energy within the space that we really don't need because it can be easily filtered through you know, properly interviewing founders, making sure that if we're going to fund this project, they're in a vested, they're in a vesting period, or there's so many different ways we can go about it where we can ensure like, okay, if this is the roadmap you promise to deliver on, you're going to deliver on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but we, we don't see that type of responsibility within the space. It's like, Oh, it's just, Oh, the holder's fault. You're, you're the one who minted bro. It's your fault. Well, no, like there needs to be some kind of standardization. And I'm not, I'm not asking for centralization. I'm asking for standardization within these projects where it's like, okay, this project is, is not going to build shit. Well, just cancel them, right? We, cancel culture is so strong within, within uh, you know, like uh, celebrities or people who do, do or say stupid stuff. Well, what about the people who are doing like literally crimes on the internet? They deserve to be canceled. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, but it's what what's really hard about this and about cancellation is one: people who are in the position where they should be canceled are very smart and very good at hiding their tracks. And it, it even if you're on the blockchain and you're supposed to be able to track everything, you're oh, it's a lot of transactions. When you look at Luna, there were in the transactions a bunch of 
hints that there was some stupid shit going on that <laughs> it wasn't uh, uh, it wasn't for the people to, to to invest in. It was just super centralized stuff. But yeah. when all of this gets lost in uh, billions of transactions, then it's really hard to see. And the other thing that really makes it hard is that if you're holding a bag, you're incentivized to protect to protect that person, even mm-hmm. if they're doing something nefarious. And I think the sure. I, I have a lot of respect for Azuki and Zagabon and what they've how they've turned it around. But mm-hmm. I do think that if people were not holding assets that were worth tens of thousands so of dollars at the time where the FUD happened, he would have been canceled for sure. hundred percent, hundred percent. But people were overly invested and overly attached. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what it comes down to at the end with a lot of these bags that are going down. And it's like the communities are still shilling them like they did. And even back in the bull run, it's because they're overly invested and they're overly attached. So, um, this is almost like their hopium. If they don't support, if they don't mm-hmm. protect the FUD, then th- th- they lose control, right? It comes down to control. This is like a psychological principle now, right? Because yeah. if, if they don't feel in control, if they don't feel they're in power, they, then they feel helpless. And if they feel helpless, then they're, they're not going to make it in their heads, right? So yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's just it's just a very interesting space. And I like to like sometimes just l- look at things from the outside and kind of do like a little case study, right? Especially yeah. with like all these different projects that... Um, you know, like make it like a maze to, to get the whitelist mm. for them, right? You have to like get this orb and then you have to get that orb and then you get that orb. Mm. And it's like you're, you're running through a whole maze that the founder made uh, just so that you're able to pay him money. Right? You know, you get where I'm going with this? It's true. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, true. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. But like that, it's fucking ridiculous. But it's but fun that's too. That's what's happening. Yeah, but yeah. that's actually what's happening, bro. It's like you're trying to secure your payments. You're trying to get on the waitlist so you can pay the founder money. And he's making you run through all these obstacles that you're doing. You're, you're, you're acting like it's a MMORPG game and you're on a quest mm-hmm. to get to get the shiny object, right? Uh, but it's all based on speculation, bro. Like maybe you're you're running around and you're working you're working forty hours a week trying to get whitelist for the server. You're working a full time a full time shift basically for one week, uh, and maybe the mint ends up going under. Like the mint price goes under the floor price, right? So now it's like you wasted your time that you'll never get back, and your investment is down the drain, right? So I just think there's smarter ways that people should go about doing things, and I think mm-hmm. that you know, like the FOMO hype driven culture needs to steady down a bit and we need to actually if if we're if this is going to be an investor's game we need to all think like investors we can't have 80 yeah. percent of us just trying to flip for a ten dollar profit you know what i mean <laughs> like it's not gonna work but that's the thing we we've like retail people retail investors have never really been taught what it is to to invest and so you're not i was actually having this conversation on the podcast a, a few days ago you're not taught how to do due diligence and how to do your research and how to vet a project. And, and even after three, four, five years, you get people who get into the, the wrong projects. And so I, I think it's just, we're going through a natural phase of human evolution where we're actually, thanks to Web3, kind of regaining control over something that we didn't have a lot of control over because it was reserved to the, to the elites. And and so it's probably going to take a few more bull runs in order for like normal people like us to to understand. All right, I, I can't just make a split decision to invest in a project. I actually need to like sure. research it. Yeah, for sure, definitely, definitely. Um, 
I think in this space, information is very, very powerful. And clearly we see that every day, right? With mm -hmm. all these collections mooning. And it's like, if you had that information, then you're riding the moon bag. If you didn't, then you missed out and you're FOMOing, right? So information is definitely very valuable in this space. And I think a lot of the big players, especially like the whales of a lot of liquidity, they, they don't like to share this information, right? They don't make it accessible to yeah. people. So they can actually manipulate the floors the way that they mm -hmm. want to, right? Uh, so... Yeah, it's just, it's a very predatory space at the moment. And this doesn't just apply to traders, this applies to founders. Like, founders actually are very predatory and they will basically almost enslave people just to make themselves look good, right? Like, mm -hmm. they, they have people going crazy in their Discord chat to make their project look hype, right? E even if they're not actually building something, even if they have no utility, even if they don't plan on actually doing anything on the roadmap, what they care about is a popping chat, right? So everybody mints when the when the contract gets deployed, yeah. right? So um, there's just all these like psychological matrices that uh, are set up by these founders uh, to entice people to invest, entice people to spend. Uh, so there's a psychology behind every mint, technically, right? Mm -hmm. There's a psychology behind every mint and how to get a mint out. Uh, all of these different factors like have an effect, have an effect on the people uh, that are grinding this much have an effect on the people that are FOMOing, that are maybe coming off secondary because they see like so much interaction happening in the Discord and they think, oh, my investment's definitely going to go up here. This is an active server, right? So um, it, it's almost mind tricks. It's almost mind tricks, right? We're it's, primal animals. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. De definitely. And when you come into Web3, you really see that, right? Because um, as you said, you know, it's like you see all types of people. And they don't necessarily have to be uh, traders or investors, right? They're just mm. people. They, we're all people at the yeah. end of the day, right? Uh, so, yeah, it's just a very, very naive and not so mature space, I would say, right? Like, a lot of investors in NFTs and Web3 in general are just very naive. Like, they're not completely aware of what they're actually doing sometimes when they're, when they're funding a project or when they're minting something out. They're not actually aware of what they're doing, right? They think mm. they're just maybe... You know, by buying uh, this picture that has supposedly this roadmap, but who knows what where the mint funds is going, right? Like, because uh, a lot of us, you know, after the, the funds are deployed, like, yeah, maybe there's a couple detectives out there, but most of us, mm. we just forget, bro. We're, you we're just move on the to next the next project. one. Exactly, mm. we're already moving on to the next project. We left the server, we unfollowed on Twitter, and we're looking for the next opportunity, right? That's how a lot of people in this space operate now. Like, yeah. I hear this all the time. It's like you mint, you sell, you unfollow on Twitter, you leave the Discord, and you don't look back, even if. If it moons you don't look like this is the mentality that's being widespread now in the space right so yeah. it's like we're just chasing the new next shiny thing and that's it that's all we're doing we're chasing ether we're chasing captains we're chasing the new next shiny thing right so yeah and it the the current like world conditions don't help because we're all like we're coming out of covid uh the the market conditions are not great so you're looking for stuff that's gonna turn you on a little bit, make you excited, make you feel like you that you're going to fit in, uh, make you a little bit of money. We're all dopamine deprived because we spend our whole For day sure. our whole day on our phones <laughs> just looking through looking through Twitter and so the the more stimulus the the better. Yeah, for sure. We're definitely just like a uh, you know we're, we're too focused on gratification on on our minds being stimulated in general, right? Mm -hmm. Just like that that because it's it's no matter what server you go in, where you see all these pretty pictures and all these people talking, it's it's stimulation of the mind, right? It's stimulation of the mind. Uh, so oh, what what I really wanted to actually mention, though, polymath, uh, I I'm already forgetting my track of thought. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it in a bit. I'll probably remember. Uh, but 
Yeah, honestly, like <laughs> the main moral of this story is like, I really hope people just become a little bit more, you know, self-aware when, when they do step into certain projects, when they are deciding to support a certain project. They're being more critical thinkers, right? Like, because that's ultimately what the space needs. It's more critical thinking. Like, do we support yeah. this project? Do we not support this project? Are we just supporting this project so we can use people as exit liquidity? Or is it because they're actually building something and we want to fund their roadmap, uh, right? So um, we need to really start viewing nfts as startups because that that's what they are if if you do if you're saying you have a roadmap and you're saying you want to collect this much money you're, you're a startup right it's like we want this many this much mint funds to build this and this and this well if, if you're a startup then maybe you should be you know held up to the same rules as a startup and i'm not saying every startup is expected to make it because most of them do not make it and that's mm. fine that's fine right it's you don't have to make it but at least deliver on what you promise to deliver right it's like that, that's the least that you can do Right. It's like a, try your yeah. hardest. Yeah. Try your hardest and do it transparently. And because yeah. th this is the minimum that should be expected because you're absolutely right. It, it's not a, it's not a random number that 90 something plus uh, percent of startups go bust. Yeah. Um, and that's why you need to diversify. You need to do it smartly. You have to, to have, you have to treat your portfolio um not for your dopamine hit for the next seven days, but for the next 10 years. And yeah, but there, there, I agree with you. There should be an obligation for people who are founders that they do things transparently, that they treat yep. the people who have bought their NFTs as investors and that they yep. actually do owe them something. For sure. I say this all the time. It's like, I don't owe anybody in this world anything. I'm debt free, but the only people I owe are the people in my community and my holders because they believe in me. Right? That's mm. the only reason I owe them. It's not, 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 not I love this. mint funds or anything because, because they believe in me. And um, uh, I left my nine to five to work like an 18 hour a day job. So clearly I didn't leave, I didn't leave my job to work less like some of these founders do. Some of these founders, they, they came into Web3 to just make money and make a payday, right? Uh, but, but then you see people who are actually spending like literally all day, every day trying to build something, trying to interact with the community. And you, you know, those people aren't there for the money, right? If, if they were, they could put those 19 hours into something else and probably make more money. Right. So um, th those people are there because they're passionate about what they're building, uh, because they're creative individuals. Like I, I don't I don't view myself as a insanely in, uh, intellectual or uh, intelligent individual but I'm, I know I'm a creative individual and I know I'm very passionate right so uh, mm. as a founder you have to like focus on your strengths and see what you could do like what are you good at what are you good at how can you offer value back to these people who believed in you and invested in your project right so uh, that's why like I'm doing for example uh, the metaverse counseling uh, because uh, I have a license, I have a license to do this, right? So this is something that I can bring value to my holders by doing, and it's very neglected in the space. Because when everything is FOMO driven, when everything is go grind this whitelist for forty hours, bro, so you can make a bag, uh, people neglect their health, people neglect their mm -hmm. families. I've heard of people almost getting divorced because of the husband or the wife grinding for this whitelist, right? Uh, so these these types of uh, I'm, I'm serious, crazy. bro. Like this is yeah, I know people, like, that's that's what's sharing. hilarious for mm -hmm. sure, for sure. So that we definitely need more mental health aids. We definitely need more 
honestly, like you could say activists even. We, we need mm-hmm. activists in Web3. We need those people who make themselves heard, who are very vocal, who are able to rally communities and stand up behind a good cause. Because that's what we're missing, right? That's what we're missing. What happened in the 80s and the 90s when there was unethical things going on? Well, people rallied and they made themselves heard. And this is the same thing that we need to do in Web3. It's like we're reliving, reliving the past and we're watching all these unethical things happen. And now who are the heroes that are going to stand up? Where's Martin Luther King? Where's whoever, right? You get where I'm going, right? So Absolutely. Um, we, we need more vocal people who aren't just there because oh they're influencers and they're famous and they have a reputation in the space but because they're actually they're, they're doing something they're bringing value to web3 even if it's speaking out against injustice and i i absolutely love what you're saying we've talked about value extractors and i talk about this all the time you, in in this space we have more extractors at the moment and but there are value providers that are that are um that are rising and and more and more and with every single uh wave of like the three arrow stuff the luna the ftx we we now realize hey like what you're saying before you're putting money into these guys pockets and you have to it 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 is kind of it kind of is your responsibility it's hard because like you you want to say it's their responsibility because you know nobody told them to mint they didn't have to mint right they didn't have to Mm -hmm. give the person the money but if you think about all the psychological factors around them right first they're incentivized to make a profit Second of all, they see the hype. They see the, although we were going to make it in the chat, we're going to make it. Don't, don't sell it. If you want to get out of the hood, don't sell, bro. Mm. If you want to get out of the hood, right, you better not sell. Right? It's like, it's like almost like a culture. It's like paper hands, diamond hands. It's like almost everything. like a cult. Yeah, for sure. And it doesn't even have to be a cult. Like, for, mm. Forget about the cult. It could literally just be like greed. Everybody has, as humans, we are naturally greedy. There is greed in us and it's up to you to kind of, you know, like waver yourself off that greed and just come back to earth, become a little bit grounded. So you don't end up making those stupid decisions, right? Because when people see something that's minting out really fast, right? First thing they'll do is click and mint, right? Oh, bro, this is going to sell out. Yeah. I need to get in, right? I need to get in. It's about to sell out, but maybe it's a drainer. Maybe it's a, maybe it's, it's literally like people controlling it and making it mint out that fast. So you FOMO in, right? Like there, there's a lot of manipulation tactics that happen in the space that people are just oblivious to. Right. And when you are a founder, when you do see these things happen, like even if it's just floor manipulation, right, it's very, it's very easy to spot. It's very easy to spot the more experienced you become in the space. Uh, But to new people, uh, they they fall for it every time. Right. Mm -hmm. Those big fake sales, uh, the the setting up the floor before the mint, having the high weath offers on the collection before the mint. Right. It's just simple little tactics that make the naive investor FOMO in. Right. So it's like, it's like if you're new to the space, yeah, like sure, people are putting the responsibility on you. But how, how are you going to know better if you don't have anybody mm-hmm. to tell you otherwise when this is like a brand new world to you? Because a lot of people come and they come with a little bit of money and this is a brand new world to them. They've never yeah. done anything like this before. You right? come in you come in here cute and naive like your friend told you, <laughs> oh, just buy this NFT. You're going to make you're going to make five X your money. And then you're com- you come out and then you have the Twitter bots. You have the airdrops on your open on your on your, on your, on your wallet and. I remembered what I was going to tell you now. So what I was going to say earlier is the reason we have this happening is because wh- what do you see, bro? Every single YouTube video is a fucking uh, mm. a click clickbait thumbnail. How to make a hundred X in NFTs? How to make fifty X in NFTs? Bro, I've made I've made five hundred X in NFTs, and I'm still not advertising that, and I'm still not trying to bring mm. people in saying like, bro, look, I made a bag off NFTs. Even even if I did, even if I did, I'm not advertising that. I'm not pushing that culture. I'm not bringing in people who are just looking to make that five X and ten X. 
and then they go broke and then they end up leaving the space and say, oh, it's a scam, right? Because they came in for the wrong reasons, first of all. They came in for the wrong, they didn't come in for the community. They came in strictly for financial gain and they're being sold a dream that, that, that does not exist because they know nothing about the space. How are they going to make 10x? How are they going to make 20x when they don't even know how to list something on OpenSea? When they don't know how to accept a WETH offer, right? Like they have no education, no skills, no training, and they're being shilled all these random NFTs on YouTube saying, make a 10x, this is the next 10x, this is the next 20x. Right, and then they go in and they grind and they get the waitlist and they mint and they lose their money. That's the people right. who should be canceled for sure. Yeah, for sure. There's just there's there's too many people in the space who like they're, they're trying to be Andrew Tate, right? They're, they're trying to be Andrew Tate or they're trying to be like uh, uh, just someone who preaches like they know something that they don't and they're mm -hmm. token gating it, like they know the cure, they know the answer, it's uh, the cure to cancer, right? Like, uh, but it's so easy to come to to make yourself appear like you're an expert. Because you prepare very well, you do minimal research, you prepare your video, you do 15 takes, and of course you're going to come out and you're going to seem like you know your shit when in reality you've actually never made any money off YouTube. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing YouTube, you'd just be flipping NFTs. I tell my community this all the time. It's like if someone knows how to make money, they're probably not taking your money, bro. They're just going to make money, right? They don't need your money. But if, yeah. if someone's asking you to pay $5,000 for a course, or if someone's asking you to buy, buy their floor for 10 ETH so you get to know how to make money, then there's something shady going on, bro, because mm. they don't have the cure to cancer. Like, I'm telling you right now, there's no reason that that floor price should be 10 ETH and it should be token-gated that hard when there's no actual substance inside, but it's just a FOMO high floor tactic, right? Um, so... Yeah, we, we need more transparency in this space and we need more critical thinkers and we need people um, who uh, maybe they are in it for the short-term investment but are also in it for the long-term growth of Web3, right? I, I don't care mm -hmm. if you want to flip projects and, and you're here to make money. A lot of people are, go for it, but also be one of those people who wants to see the advancement of, and the growth of Web3 yeah. because otherwise we're just going to be stagnant and we're never actually going to grow. And, and even more than that, it's it's not just about the growth of Web3. It's about your personal growth because they're, they're, after a while, you realize that your own advancement means nothing if you're not sharing it with others. And so if you're, it's come in here and come and try to hustle and try to make money, try to make a hundred bucks, 500 bucks, um, 1K, but pay attention to the people around you, pay attention to the people who are here for you and, and understand that they matter a lot more than those 10 15 100 bucks that you're making because it's that connection is it's so important not just not just for like your professional advancement or your career but even just for your fulfillment we're yeah. we're social animals 100% 100% we're social beings for for sure um i, I completely agree with everything you said but uh, honestly like sadly you don't see enough of this enough of this in this space right you don't mm -hmm. see it it's like those very like hidden communities that actually share these sentiments or, or these vibes or they've been around for a long time they've just been in too many projects and they know right they know uh because most people that come into a project bro they, they just want the whitelist they just want the ETH. they want to hopefully make yeah. more ETH than they put into the project um and and sadly that's just become the culture now that's become the norm like we've seen so many mints it's like they sell out with a gas or and then within five minutes they're under mint price right mm -hmm. and it's like well it's because everybody was just trying to mint to dump on people who couldn't mint you know what i mean it's like yeah. that, that's just a very wrong way to to go about a launch to go about a project but it, it's unfortunately what's incentivized right 
Um, so it's what's incentivized and it's what's yeah. built for. But yeah, you, you realize that when you actually choose transparency and when you actually choose to be there for the people that you're building for and that you inviting that you invite them then they're not going to be here just for just to make a few bucks but they there are still humans who want to belong somewhere like the, exactly. b- behind everything behind the behind the green behind everything we want to we want to be want to participate in in something that's bigger than us and and that's like if if one if there's one thing that founders should hear before they get in is okay the money's great but the people are more important for sure yeah, 100% and until we actually start treating these beautiful jpegs as people and not just investors mm. or another number or a minter right like that's that's not going to happen and sadly you, you don't see that bro because most founders that come either they're already like big shots in web2 and you know like they're just trying to make another quick buck or they see it as a great business opportunity or they're just trying to gain more exposure or whatever it is um they're not there to actually connect with people they're not they they they, encourage, they might encourage the community to connect but they won't connect they're going to be behind mm-hmm. doors the whole time right so i've noticed so many projects they want their communities to do everything they want their communities to rep their mm-hmm. pfp they want their communities to go out and raid to host spaces to do all of this and then the founders are quiet they don't do anything bro they just expect the community to carry them on their back right and we, we've seen this happen a lot, especially when it's like a project that people are over-invested in. The community will do it. They'll rally behind it, even if the founders are absent, right? Like, look at MFers, right? So Sertoshi left, and MFers were still trending, right? You know what I mean? And they're yeah. still getting sales. They still had the high floor. That, that's 100% community-driven at that point, right? And um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nice to see. It's nice to see the community-driven aspect, but it'd also be nice to see more community-driven projects coming out where... The founder isn't necessarily, you know, making millions and millions every single mint or whatever the case might be. And he's actually participating in the, like, this is what I liked about Alpha Gang is like, I was almost elected as a founder. It was almost like the democracy. And they're like, yeah, Hacks, we want you to organize the project and we want to be part of your Mm -hmm. roadmap, right? Because I started from the community, right? I started started as a a very active community member, right? I wouldn't be grinding for a whitelist. I never did that. But I, I would be always like making these relationships, making these friends, talking to people for hours, trading with them for hours. Like this was just something I enjoyed doing, right? I didn't need incentive or for cyber snails to pay me more than 0.15 ETH to do it. I was doing it because <laughs> I wanted to do it, right? I was making way more like per flip than they could have ever paid me. So it didn't matter. Uh, but mm-hmm. what, what mattered was almost like the principle, right? So it's like if, if someone is bringing your, your project so much value and it's like they're actually managing your community, they deserve to be a co-founder. They deserve to oh, be a community be. manager. They deserve to to have some mm-hmm. kind of uh, role that helps further advance them in Web3 uh, because they're helping you, bro. They're really, literally holding your your project on their back, right? So, um, yeah, like th- that's why in Alpha Gang, like we have such a huge staff team because it's like you, you don't have to do much as long as I see that you're actually participating, you know, you're helping people out, you're being friendly. I, I want to make you staff. Why wouldn't you want to have those people as staff? Because those people are good for the entire community. Those people are actually ensuring that uh, they're doing it because they want to do it, right? And that's the best. That that's the best people to have. You don't want people who are just there for the payroll. You don't want people who are just there for the rewards. You want people who actually are enjoying themselves while they're working, even right. Like with me, for example, the reason I can work eighteen-hour days is because I enjoy what I do. If I didn't, I wouldn't be here still. I wouldn't be working these crazy hours if I didn't actually love what I did. And uh, I've always hung out with my community. I enjoy hanging out with my community. As you said, right, like we're, we're social beings. And since COVID and since isolation, 
right? Like that's actually like when, when my streaming got even crazier during COVID, right? When COVID first started, right? Uh, because you're just so isolated and you have all this time alone and uh, you, you, you were, you, there was curfew and you couldn't go out. So um, that isolated us even more. And without like these communities that are present in Web3 and Discord and, and whatever, whatever type of community, just a community in general, because it, it doesn't have to be an N NFT community, right? Most people like, they forget that. They think like, okay, if, if you're going to be a community, you need to have an NFT. But th that's not true. You can just be literally in a no token gated open community where there's just actually a strong sense of community and it can be a great place to be you won't feel alone you won't feel isolated you always have people to hang out with and it's um, probably the best way to start too yeah exactly exactly and that's that's actually how we started right we started as a public server all the channels were public nothing was token gated people just came to hang out they liked the vibes then they decided to mint and it was a free mint right so um yeah i, I think people need to really take a step back and before they launch a project too it can't be just like on a on a whim. Like I see a lot of people, they hear about how much a founder made and that's it. They're like, instantly, oh bro, I'm making an NFT. Okay, bro, what's your mm -hmm. NFT going to do? I don't know, bro. I just want to make the ETH. Bro, like, okay, how are you going to get the community? Bro, I'll hire people. I'm going to hire marketers. I'm going to hire this person. I'm going to hire that mm -hmm. person. They, they see it as a business opportunity, right? And until yeah. that stops happening, it's like, it's going to be very hard to advance. It's going to be very hard for the space to advance because we're incentivizing these greedy founders who come to extract ETH from us and we're just naive or we don't know better or uh, whatever it is. And we, we allow it to keep happening. Like, bro, it happens every single day. And OpenSea is like notorious for this. Like they, they have all these projects on their homepage and it mints sell and it pumps. And then the next day it's half the value. And we've seen it. And so many you know times. what? I'm going to cut out the entirety of this conversation and just keep this part and just repeat it on a loop for two hours. Cause it's so, it's so fucking important. It is. And, and we, we, we really need to, we really need to evolve beyond that. And man, I'm such, I'm a, I'm an optimist at heart. I'm an idealist and, and I see, I see web three. I see why I personally came here for, for sure. like here unity for and, 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 100%. and, to our mission with with our project is to bridge the opportunity gap with Web3. And that's what I care about. That's what drives me. And and I want this, like what you were describing before of uh, the, the the founder needs to be down in the trenches. I like 100% agree with you. But what I personally hope for is that I'm going to be down in the trenches for the next five years. And then I'm going to build it up so that in five years, all the people who are around me will have taken ownership and will get 100% of the value that they get. That's, that's what I, what I hope for in my heart, because I think that's what Web3 was all about initially. Yeah, I get what you mean, 100%. And it's kind of like a, it's a long-term vision, right? It's a long-term vision. And just by doing this, you're actually a pioneer in the space too, right? you're building something somewhere early where not many people have built land or not have not built land successfully at least. Mm -hmm. So, so you're a pioneer and th that's great. Uh, I highly recommend more people to do this. I always tell people this, like, bro, if I, if I became a founder, if this person became a founder, you can become a founder too. As long as you're passionate, that's all you need mm -hmm. to be. It's just passionate, right? It, 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 like a lot of people, we have a launch pad, uh, alpha gang. So people come up to me with like vision projects. They come up to me with like all types of shit. And if they're not passionate, I, I don't, I don't do it. I don't do it. I'll, I'll say no to them. Right? They just want to launch a DGen to make 0.005 ETH for NFT or whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no because, because that's not how NFT should be. 
right? It's not about you getting a bag, bro. It's about you actually building something in the space. And mm-hmm. until people really start treating it like that, we're just going to see all these projects that go to zero, these projects that don't get volume a year later because there's just nothing there. There's no community. There's no, there's no server. Mm-hmm. It's literally just pictures on the blockchain. Um, and even though sometimes a picture is worth more than a thousand words, um, there's literally zero words, bro. Like there's nothing <laughs> happening. There's no engagement. There's no activity, right? So it's like, mm. like what, what are we doing? And I, I, I hate to be a pessimist, but I'm just being a realist because I've seen it. I've seen it for, for more than two years now being in this space. I've seen it and it keeps happening. And like when I actually got a platform, I got followers, I got, um, you know, like a community who supports me. The first thing I wanted to do is make myself heard. Right, make myself mm-hmm. hurt because hope, hopefully it'll bring about a, even a little spark of change. Even if I if I manage to change Web three by one percent, I'm happy, right? Because that's one. That's already a lot. Exactly. I hope yeah. I, I hope sure. it for you. For sure, bro, and I, I really hope so too because uh, it, it is a very very beautiful technology. It's something I'm truly truly passionate about and something that I really see the value in. Uh, but it's hundred percent neglected, and people are just sleeping on it, and they're, they're just focused on the ponzanomic side where. Mm. Uh, they, they neglect the true builders. They neglect the people um, th- that are actually, you know, bringing something new to the space, bringing something cool of value to the space, uh, because it is that attention economy that we talked about. You could literally make a project with the best utilities out there in the market for the best price possible. And people will still sleep on you if you don't have enough followers or you don't yeah. do those giveaways or you don't have those big collabs. Right. It's just it, it's just conditioning. It's conditioning. But that's the thing about that's the thing about business. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you that if passion is not there, then you yeah, you sh- should never even consider it as an investment. But passion is only one of them. I, I've I've always been extremely passionate about everything I do, and and yet I, in the past five years of being an entrepreneur, I slowly all right passion. Then I learned about um, sales, and then I learned about uh, marketing, and then I learned about managing other people, and then beyond those like hard skills there were also like inner soft skills of my own uh, relationship to success and to making money and then to be okay with that and and to finally be in a place where and so it's hard to do business because you need all of these things to be aligned in order to succeed and it's even harder to do business in web3 because the volatility is just a fucking killer yeah because it's uh you're basically doing a double play right you're playing Mm. you're playing a it's a derivative, right? When you're trading ETH NFTs, you're trying to get derivative of ETH. So mm. um, it's a leverage play. It's a leverage play. And it can either hit really big or it can hit really bad, right? Because you'll get effed on the floor price and on the price of ETH. Um, so yeah, definitely a very volatile space. Definitely not for the weak hearted. Um, I've seen people, this goes to crypto trading too. I've seen people go from $40,000 losses to $18,000 in profits, right? And all mm. they have to do is just hold and play the psychology, right? So yeah, uh, th- that tells you how volatile the space can be. Like, and the thing is, you make a mistake like that that only took two minutes to make, and you live with that for your entire life, right? So yeah, if you don't yeah, get back up on the horse, yeah, exactly, exactly. But e- even if you do, even if you do, all it takes is just one bad trade uh, to to make a sixty thousand, forty thousand dollar loss, and mm. you're gonna remember that for the rest of your life. That that won't leave you. Yeah. you. You might get over it, and I really hope you get over. It. If you don't get over it, like uh, you should see someone, right? Uh, but but it's it's gonna it's gonna be there. It's always gonna be there. It's always gonna be on your like black book in the back of your head, right? So it only takes a second. Mm. It only takes one wrong decision, one wrong move, uh, right? It's a it's a very calculated game when when you're investing into NFTs, when you're investing into crypto. If you don't look at it like a game of chess, then you've already lost half the battle. 
right? Yeah. You have to, you have to plan ahead. You have to think two two moves ahead of your opponents and who are your opponents. Uh, maybe it's the flippers. Maybe it's the founder himself. You don't know. You don't know. You have to yeah. strategize, right? So that's exactly that's exactly what I was thinking when you were talking. Of you have to remember that you're still okay. We're in the, this is a beautiful space. You're holding a beautiful JPEG. You've made nice friends on the Discord server. You're still competing with a bunch of people. And and if you want to survive, I mean, there's there's different ways to. You could buy one NFT that you just absolutely resonate with and this is going to be your online identity for the like the the next 15 years and then that's that's something else completely and you can be happy to write it down to zero because you've had one hell of a time uh that's one thing but if your game is to actually make some money out of it if you want to play nfts as a digital uh as a financial asset class then dude like you're playing against millions of people and you have to do the work in order to, it's not luck. No one success by luck is, is an absolute myth. Myth. Sorry. It, it was, it was true back in the bull run. You could get very lucky. Yeah. Egg, yeah. But, but now in this type of market, no, it's not luck. Mm. It's not luck in this type of market. But back then it could have been right. If you were, luck is the, not a strategy. Yeah, for sure. But back when it was very, like initially starting, like if you minted board mm. apes, if you minted mutant apes yeah. and, and you just had that diamond hand mentality, right. You got lucky. Right, because it's like a very oh, yeah. small percentage. Like that, it's not lucky because it was just like random luck. But it's it's because it's a very small percentage of that much success, right? Mm. Coming coming your way of you minting that uh, certain project, um, and yeah, yeah. But before in the past, these opportunities did exist, right? You, you could get lucky back in the past. You could you could have got lucky. You could have minted a crypto punk and forgot about it for a year. Oh, you could have got lucky. I wish. Right? Why the <laughs> fuck did I have to mint crypto kitties? What? Not not even mint. I bought like four. Why oh, did I not bro. get a punk, man? Yeah, for sure, bro. And that that's just that's just no luck. Like, exp- yeah, not not just no luck, but <laughs> that's also that's also like something you needed experience, right? Absolutely. Like, um, you you need no experience to, to know. What what mm. meant back then and stuff, uh, and it was it was a very niche crowd, right? Like even in the Solana mm. community, I don't know if you've done much Solana NFTs, but really. like ba- back in the past, it was crazy, bro. Like ev- every Solana community was the strongest as a board ape community. Like they were that mm. diamond handed, especially because the mints were so cheap. Your initial investment was only like five dollars, ten dollars. Mm. You know what I mean? So so you're you're not as willing to sell, right? And yeah, that culture just kind of slowly drifted away from us. Like we're, 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 before, it was really like incentivized to be paper hand because you didn't want to be the guy who paper handed punks. You didn't want to be the guy who paper handed yeah. apes. You didn't want to be the guy who paper handed all of these things that were blowing up, right? But in in this market, nothing blows up, and if it does, it's slowly going to go back on the decline over a period of time, right? We've seen it happen with every collection, no matter how great they are. Uh, they, mm. cl- they they climb up and then it's a slow, uh, gradual decline, especially if it's a hype mm. mint. It's going to start off really high, right? Invisible friends, captains, they start off 7th, 8th, 8th, and then just slowly work their way to 4th, right? Because the, the hype and the expectation aren't going to stay matched from day one mm. till day, day 30 when the eyes aren't on that project. And what maintains a floor price isn't actually just the value, but it's that volume, right? It's that consistent yeah. volume that's coming in and coming out. Because without that volume, even the highest collection floor is going to slowly go down over time, mm-hmm. right? And we've seen many examples of this, right? Just just and because there's a lack of volume, the floor price starts to go down. Yeah, and we know right now that the hype cycle is just so much shorter. It, like a few a few months ago, you had an influx of money, you had uh, liquidity that was out there on the market, yeah. and so you you we knew that the chances, yeah, of dollars, right? yeah. So, for sure. But the, yeah. 
now we're paying for that, right? Now we're paying the mm-hmm. consequences of that, right? Uh, we haven't even started to pay the consequences of that. Yeah. Like this is just this is just a, a small the taste. Very least, for sure, for sure, definitely. Because yeah, a, a lot of people like even Alpha Gang la- last year, right? They're like talking about how ETH is going to go to five thousand, and it's just like the market's booming, mm-hmm. and it's just every, you know that euphoria, right? When the, when yeah. the market's doing really good, right? Uh, I told them back then and there, I was like, guys, what the government did is not healthy. Like, you can't just randomly tr- uh, print a trillion dollars and expect that for that not to have any effect on the economy. That's unrealistic, right? So that's actually how I was able to predict that. I sold all my Bitcoin at 30,000, bro, right, before mm-hmm. the crash. And that's how I was able to make that decision, like very full-heartedly knowing that I was probably making the right decision. It's because if you just think about it from like... Uh, uh, like a finance point of view, right? Uh, like uh, the micro and macro economy cycles, uh, the boom and the bust, like it, it's bound to happen. You, you bring in such an influx of money, uh, Bitcoin reaches all new time highs. What, what comes after highs? After every high, there's a low. After every low, there's a high kind of thing, right? And even just recently when Bitcoin reached 15,000, a lot of people were really scared. And I was in Alpha King telling everybody to buy it. I told everyone, I said, I put 20% of my portfolio in Bitcoin at 15.5,000. Right, fifteen point five k. So it, these are just things that you pick up on after years and years of yeah. trading, and just having that experience. Without that experience, you wouldn't know. You'd be so quick to think, "Oh, guys, we're fuck. We're going to ten k. Capital saying we're going to twelve k. This trader saying we're going to thirteen k. Buy Bitcoin at ten k. Buy Bitcoin lower. Buy Bitcoin lower." Right? You're gonna hear everything from everyone, and everybody's pretending that they're an expert and that they know what they're doing, but in reality. It's, it's the people with experience who are going to come out on top most of the time because they've been there before. They've been through a bear market before. They've been through a bull cycle before. They've seen the ebb and flows of the market. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think we're in a space where experience is rewarded more than other things. And luck will always play a huge factor because realistically, nobody knows where, where Bitcoin is going to go. Even though I'm a trader, if you were to ask me, like, well, would you bet like your, your, your whatever or would you, like, would you swear on your mom's life that it's going to go up? Of course I can't. I can't say that, mm. right? No one can, right? Because realistically as much as you analyze as however many fibonacci lines you draw on the chart or whatever you're doing you don't know you don't know you're taking a risk but hopefully you do proper risk management so that your wins outweigh your losses right and that's what we all hope to do as traders to be profitable because if if your losses are outweighing your wins then you're not a profitable trader and if you're not a profitable trader then can you really make a living out of trading yeah, yeah. Just uh, when you open this door, especially like in these podcasts, when you open this door, it's just a never-ending door because it is. there's just so much to talk about. In this but it's space. a necessary one. It's a necessary one because it's it, it it should be the the hope to make a hundred x should be like the bottom line of what you're told. It's like, hey, you you should get in there. You should do all the research on what Web3 is, on what decentralization is, on, on how these business models might uh, evolve in. You should uh, make sure that you understand how wallets work and how to um, have proper security on your on your assets and, yeah. and do your research, do the due diligence, read the white papers. And if you do this well, then potentially, and if you use proper bankroll management, then potentially you could... Uh, make some money in the next five years for sure and it doesn't even have to be five years because you said a lot of good things right you said you said a lot of good things you do that for a few months and you could realistically make you'll win you'll exactly right it's just all about your strategy the Mm -hmm. mindset that you go into things and it's about you taking care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself and you go on a loss you're going to end up revenge trading you're going to end up getting more losses Mm -hmm. you're going to try to chase back that win you're going to maybe 
uh, get a moonshot and now you get lucky, but you need to make up an ETH. So you're not selling for 0.3 ETH profit, right? When profit is profit, you should lock that 0.3 ETH in maybe because over time that 0.3 ETH is going to add up, right? If you keep Stacks doing up, those yeah. plays. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I really preach consistency, right? Like I, I tell the gang, like uh, our goal is consistency. I'm not going to make any of you rich, but I'm going to show you opportunities. And if you're consistent, if you're present, you're going to have opportunities mm-hmm. to make money. You can't deny that, right? Like it happens every day. Um, w- w- we we freemented checks. It's at almost at one ETH, oh, and uh, that that was ten per wallet, right? That was ten per wallet. It went off our, in our tracker. Uh, I I pinged it when there was only a thousand minted. There's only a thousand minted. You can mint it on as many burners as you wanted, right? So the That's opportunity insane. is huge, and it's there. But it's like, are you tapping into it? Are you actually paying attention to it? Are you doing your research to know who the artist of checks was and why Hacks is minting thirty on his burners? You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. these little details. They, they really matter in the space. And to most people, they're oblivious to it or they don't bother or they just simply don't know. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just in a very, very young space where all the wrong things are rewarded, unfortunately. Uh, and all, all the wrong founders are rewarded, unfortunately. Um, n- not to say that there's founders who haven't got their rise to shine. Uh, but even when they do, usually it's very overdue, right? Like when they finally get the rise to shine, it's very overdue for some of these founders. Um and, and and yeah, honestly, man, just like every time I have a platform to speak, like I can't help but voice these issues and these concerns because if we're not voicing these issues and no one is, then I don't think anything's going to change, bro. Everybody's just going to mm-hmm. be uh, lured by that hanging carrot, that dangling carrot in front of their face, that expensive PFP, that uh, a blue chip or that hyped mint or, or whatever it is, right? So we really need to kind of just understand that psychology plays such a big role in everything that's being built here in web three. And until we actually kind of just tap into our own morality, because that, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. It's morality, right? Like, am I really supporting this project when I know so-and-so is going to happen or like the, this founder has done so-and-so in the past or maybe they're unethical or maybe they have very bad spending habits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've seen other like uh, trading groups, right? Other big projects, their founder, they, they make a ton of money from the community. They get 100 ETH and they start leverage trading with their community's money and they blow it all. They get liquidated and now they have to step down as a founder and the mods are coming to clean up after them. This is a true story that just happened recently. Yeah, yeah. A very big project, right? A very big I think project. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think most founders, when they run into a large sum of money from mint funds, they've never managed that much money before in their life and they just do stupid things with it, mm. right? So... Um, it's so easy it's so easy to you have the access uh no project very very little project who they do claim to be decentralized but they don't use a multi-sig and and it just sits there and you're right you don't know who the founder is you don't know what their habits are you don't know if they're addicted to gambling or addicted to other things for sure yeah and we're a bunch of degens so exactly. the the probabilities are pretty high that the person that you're giving your money to is uh, gamble it away. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, just we we got a long long way to go. But when I see other builders uh, building stuff that actually brings value, it mm. just it, it gives it gives me motivation. And I'm not yeah. so cynical, and I'm actually happy, right? Because I'm like, 
you know, like pe- pe- other people are, are, are doing what I'm doing. They're, they're actually building and they're not caring about certain metrics, but they're more focused on the value that they provide to their community. Mm-hmm. And as long as their holders are happy, their community is happy, people are actually finding value in it, then it, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be the biggest. You don't need to be the shiniest. Yeah. You don't need, be, need to be the strongest. Uh, but as long as you do have that base, right? Like w- w- what's the reason for your project, bro? Because if there's no reason for your project, if it's just a cool PFP, that does nothing. Well, you could have sold that as digital art. You didn't need to actually be on the blockchain or to be a token, right? You could have, you could have just sold it as digital art. A lot of these open editions that are coming, it's like, bro, this could have been digital art. This had yeah. no reason at all to be an NFT. It's just an artist coming with, with a big name and DJs <laughs> fomoing and and you know uh, buying his art, yeah. but, wanting uh, to extract. But their art never ends up as the same value as their Web two art, even when they're famous, right? Mm-hmm. Because this art is controlled by DGENs. It's not controlled by the <laughs> art collectors and the connoisseurs, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it really is. Man, I think those are really interesting thoughts to actually close off on because it, it is one of the most important things that we've that we've said today. And before we do close off, um, who are you looking for right now? Who do you want to reach out to you? Um, where should they find you? What should they expect from you? Yeah, uh, you can <laughs> always find me in the AG Discord Alpha Gang. Uh, uh, I I don't give anybody any promises. You're not. You might not make any money, bro. But you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna enjoy your time. There's good vibe people. There's friendly people, and um, yeah, you, you'll get to know more about me, about my community, what we're all building together. Uh, because I strongly believe that the holders of any project are the project, right? The project mm-hmm. is the holders, like the people who identify behind those NFTs, behind those PFPs. Um, so yeah, just cl- closing message is, yeah, if find founders that make themselves available, get to know them, find out what they're building and if they're passionate and if you actually see that they're advancing in Web3, support them. Right? I'm not asking you to support me. I'm saying other founders who are actually passionate and building something that's going to advance us as a space uh, because no matter who you are in Web3, if you just leave off with that message if that message re- resonates with you and you end up supporting someone who actually builds something good then you're advancing the space and, and you're actually investing into the right projects man couldn't have said it any better and i absolutely support it and he is very humble and he's not saying that you're going to get anything with him but i do highly recommend <laughs> that you check out uh, alpha gang because even just for the vibes Honestly, and and I don't just I don't usually just throw that that word around because it's just, it's just been so overused. But in this case, they're there at the bottom of the bear market. They're there. So, man, hacks. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, I man, I love this conversation. Yeah, me too, bro. Anytime. <laughs> We'd love to have it again anytime. Yeah, for, for sure. sure All it's right. Great meeting you. Yeah. You Take too. Care, man. Thank you. Five, 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 five,